the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello, guys. How's it going? Welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Whoa. Podcast. My name's Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin P. Reynolds. Happy to be here. And Andrew Hovacamp. How are we doing, guys? Doing all right. Doing all right. I was just looking at this bottle of uh, bourbon that I bought. I, I went to the liquor store yesterday, and um, it seemed like the uh, money that I had was burning a hole in my pocket because I haven't bought any bourbon in a while. And I was like, I just want to buy a bottle of bourbon. And so uh, I splurged and bought this Town Branch um, single barrel pick. Town Branch is out of Lexington, Kentucky. I've actually taken a tour of it. It's uh, a pretty cool distillery because they also make bourbon barrel ale and some other beers. Um, this is a 103 proof single barrel pick from Liquor Barn. And um, the first sip I took of it tasted strong of menthol. So I'm going to try to take another sip and see what happens. That still tastes like menthol. Um, so that's an interesting... Uh, it has the flavor notes on here. It says hints of caramel brown sugar cherry with a smooth finish. I don't get any of that. So we'll see if it opens up a little bit. I might add a, add a little ice to it. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting flavor. I've never had that before. Flynn, before this, you said you were disappointed by Town Branch every time that you had it. Is this another... Check mark oh, into that I, so it is oaky. It is oaky and smooth. Um, and it's higher proof than their, you know, normal stuff. So I am not necessarily disappointed. I'm intrigued. In a neutral stance, if that makes sense. <laughs> cool. Kevin, what I are don't you drinking? feel like you, that was as poetic as you wanted it to be. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be a poet. <laughs> Because I just know it. Aren't you always trying to be poetic? Um, I am having uh, Calumet uh, Farm, which I think one of you taught me how to say correctly. Yeah, you I called it Clomet for most of my uh, <laughs> life. Um, Calumet Farm's 14-year-old um, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Um, it's It was barreled in March of 2006. So I bring that up to say I was in high school when this was barreled, uh, which is saying something considering how old the people on this podcast tell me. Uh, I was also I, am. I was also in high school. I was just, yes, yes, you were, and Flynn was nine. I believe I was just excited to finally get some new people on the morning broadcast because the first ones were trash. Ah, ah, you'll be talking of me and Cowboy Joe. Um, uh, This is 96.2 proof. Uh, It's interesting. They find, they pick out their best barrels for these uh, older age um, Calumets. Uh, This one had a batch size of 19 barrels that were each 14 years old um, and all barreled in 2006. So exciting stuff. It's... um, 14 years old, so I expected it to be fantastic. It's among the oldest bottles of whiskey that I have. Um, It is good. It does not return what I think was an $80 price tag value. Um, Spend your money elsewhere. Uh, I tried to give some to my dad who was here this weekend, and he was like, I don't really care for their brands. And (laughs) um, 
he might be right <laughs> about that. Um, I don't. I don't know much about the mash bill. I know that it's. I think um, my biggest problem with them has oh wait, I do. always I know been the mash bill. that it seems like it's underproved a little bit or over. Yeah. Underproved. Yeah, underproved. 70, <laughs> 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's good. It's good whiskey. I'm not complaining about drinking it tonight. It's It's something I'm happy to do and continue to do. But it it does not wow me the way that other like Eagle Rare at ten years is much better than this, um, yeah. and this is four years older. So um, have you you know you had that a while? Twelve year seven Eagle Rare? No, your your fourteen year there. You said it was bottled or it was barreled in two thousand six. I'm no mathematician, yeah. but that was seventeen years ago. Yeah, it's a three year old bottle. So, <laughs> I bought it last year. <laughs> okay. No, I bought it last year. Um, I think I opened it with Flynn. Um, I'm just saying you could have gotten a steal. Maybe it was. Maybe they just made it 14, but you actually have a. 16. No, you know what? Who I opened this with? Hove, I opened this with you when you stayed at my that house. I was like, like, let's go open something nice. It it it's what happened. Um, How does that oh, make yeah, you feel that really he like, forgot you, Kevin? Well, it was it was a nightcap. It was because we were very Um, drunk, and uh, and I was like, maybe something low proof. And he was like, this Calumet is only ninety six, and I was like, that actually shouldn't be ninety six proof, but it's perfect for this (laughs) evening uh, because it's nice and low proof, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, Just to give it another comp, um, the twelve year old seventeen ninety two is significantly better than this. So when you're thinking about you know uh, lower. Uh, aged bourbons that are better. Uh, Eagle Rare is better. Uh, 1792, 12 year, much, much better. So uh, I would steer clear of this one. I wouldn't buy it again. Hove, what are you drinking? I am drinking number one. <laughs> We're still doing <laughs> I'm doing okay. this until I'm out. This is saving me. I actually so haven't much had money, any guys. of them yet. <laughs> I haven't had any of them yet. So I need I was to, talking with Pretty and I was like, this is actually it. great because now I have essentially two months of podcasts where I don't have to purchase a new whiskey. Uh Green, Green River. River. Okay. That's good. Kevin's um, had it on the podcast. I've had it on the podcast. It's out of um Is that in Owensboro? Owensboro, I believe. Yeah, Owensboro. What's the? It's thirty one dollars, uh, and it and it is great yeah. for that. What's price the? Uh, do you know what the? It's up to like thirty six now, Kevin, and it comes in a like a a new container. It's weird. They like started marketing it, and it oh has like God. a container, like E H Taylor, and now it's more expensive. Yeah, it's it's turned me off of it because it was great for thirty dollars. I don't want to start spending upwards of forty just to have it look nicer on the shelf. <laughs> that it could come in a box. It's weird. Well, yeah. I, won't, doing I won't belabor the point. Stop it doing is, that. It is $30 worth of quality it's bourbon. It's a solid bourbon. It's a solid different bourbon. Yeah. Very solid. Uh, do, you know, do you know how old it is? If the MSRP of Buffalo Trace is $25 and the MSRP of Green River is $30, I think I would buy Green River. That's how good I think it is. I would not. But the, right now, the MSRP is like 37 So... Yeah, then that's too high. Yeah. That's too. High. I, it does I don't not think have this is, statement. It's uh, a blend. I don't whiskey, think this is so. quite as good. I think as it's Buffalo four years, Trace, but, I, but it tastes it tastes pretty good. It is not bottled and bond, so I would say it's a welcome addition to any shelf of bourbon that you would have. Yeah, excellent. Yes, yeah, it's quite good. 
daily Tuesday sipping on. Bro. Kevin, what are we doing Ocean tonight? Stuff. I don't remember. <laughs> We're doing a nerd debate for sure. Um, I've got some stuff I need to get off my chest. And then I think we're playing a game. We are. Uh, before we get into the nerd debate, I would like to point out that when we discussed what we were doing, which is Dr. K's story time, and I'm going to lead you guys through a game, Flynn said, oh, great, I don't have to do anything but show up, to which I said, you should also text us a nerd debate topic, do the minimal amounts of prep, <laughs> and Flynn said, no. <laughs> and, uh, so we have no idea what his debate topic is going to be. He did. He, uh, he did. I'm going to shoot from the hip. Up. I don't 100% know what I'm going to ask you either. So I'm just shooting from the hip over here. So, oh, good. <laughs> I did as much prep as uh, as pretty usually does. So um, <laughs> let's get into nerd debate. <laughs> nerd debate. Nerd debate. Who, I, I, Kevin, <laughs> you're doing great, bud. You're the host. I know, but you said nerd debate as if you were going to introduce it, and then you took a sip of bourbon. So, um, who would like to go first with nerd debate? As as a reminder, um, one person states a question, and then the other two are going to answer it. I don't know what I I needed to say there, um, Kevin. Why don't you tell us your question first? Lose, the, you actually since it's head topic. to head, uh, loser will take a shot of something. Sure. Okay. All I have is menthol um, bourbon. So. All right. Well, oh darn. So for the po- for the point of order of this, of this <laughs> uh, so we have a question. We call that a point of order in, in honor of pretty. Um, here's my nerd debate topic. Uh, you might have seen. I don't know. Why was this a point of order question? <laughs> this is the segment. Because he said someone ask a question. He said ask a question, and which is what pretty does when he says point of order. He just has a question. Oh, um Okay. <laughs> Whenever this comes out, which could be in 2024, uh, because of how low and, and terrible our release schedule's been. Um, I'm going to say, we could get this out by Memorial Day. Sure, sure. Uh, the commercial that I'm picturing might not be on television anymore. But the commercial I'm picturing oh, I- <laughs> is of... Uh, it's a progressive yep, commercial. With Carl Winslow. As soon as you as soon as you said Carl Winslow. Yeah, with TV dads, I was like, he's been watching progressive commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been watching progressive commercials. Uh, so Carl Winslow is in a progressive commercial, and it's a it's a 10 out of 10 commercial because it's nostalgic, it's short, it's funny. Um, it makes fun of dads and how you know you don't really listen to your dad ever, but you will listen to a TV dad. TV dads raised us. Um and it's a great commercial. Car Winslow is amazing. And as I was watching that, I know we've done a little bit of this in a in a fictional battle royale a very long time ago. But I am asking the two of you to argue who is the greatest TV dad of all time. Um, I gave you TV dads as the theme, so you probably could have guessed we were going down that road. Um, worst TV dad is obviously any of the versions of Batman's father. Um, very absent. So I'm, seriously, um, <laughs> because of circumstances over some pearls. Um, <laughs> so I would love to hear your perspective on who is the greatest TV dad of all time. Flynn, would you like to go? No, I think, I think I'm going to let you go first. I know who you're going to say. Who am I going to say? Well, I'm not going to say it. All right, fine. Bill Cosby. Okay. <laughs> America. No, no, I'm dad. curious, Flynn. You will never you will never change my answer. Uncle Phil. 
I am not going to say Uncle Phil. He is high, highly up there. Um, there. There are some very good ones. Um, I actually just, it popped up on, you know, like a suggested video to watch uh, where Uncle Phil yells at Will, uh, you slept with Janice? And uh, it's really <laughs> it's like, what an enjoyable <laughs> moment that is. Um, I I understand that this is like playing to Kevin but I am going to say Alan Matthews and it's really just because of one scene that as soon as he said, I just couldn't ever shake it. Um, because it was, it was, I think a very powerful scene when Corey is trying to figure out what he's good at and he can't figure it out. And he determines that he has no special skills and he's just average. And he looks at Alan and says, I'm average because you're average and that's all I'll ever be. Mm. And mm. Alan that's then goes through and then like shows him where he came from and how hard he's worked now his father's worked and you know how he just the most utmost disappointment like he didn't get mad at Corey. he just was like i'm sorry that this is not good enough for you and that you consider this average and just kind of left it at that and Corey had a very very come to jesus moment with that um and you can point to any number of different things how he was you know a second father to sean how he took in how he was supportive of Corey, especially with, um, you know, regards to some of that Topanga thing. He was open. He listened to his kids. He helped Corey early on with, you know, having fun. I'm thinking of the the water gun fight that he had in the kitchen and stuff. So I think he just genuinely well, the, does. The pilot episode, he keeps him up, yeah. keeps him up late so he can watch, watch the, the game. That's the pilot. I think there's you know? just, there's just yeah. so much that he does well. And, and he, and he, he can get really into it as well as anybody else. And uh, I think he, he does just a phenomenal job throughout the whole time. So I think it's all hanging fruit, but as soon as I thought of it, I haven't been able to shake that powerful episode, that powerful scene all day. So that's what I'm going with. And uh, Kevin can reward me for it or penalize me for taking his favorite show. The, uh, the, the reason I wanted you to go first, cause I knew you weren't going to say the one that I I'm going to say, um, because I don't think you've seen the show or if you have, you've seen a couple episodes It's Jack Pearson, um, from, from this is us, uh, Jack Pearson is the quintessential perfect dad. Um, like and it, what makes him strong word. what makes him perfect is that he's flawed and the show explores his flaws. Um, I've been a dad for three and a half years. It's difficult. Um, it's difficult a lot of the time. And you're never perfect. You're never perfect. You're never going to be perfect. But sometimes you just have to drop everything that you have in life and be a dad and be there for your for your child. That's what Jack Pearson does. Um, he is the a family man. He is loving his children. The whole show is about his children and how they have grown up idolizing him, loving him and dealing with the death of their father and dealing with the, the emotions and the, the, the stories about Jack Pearson and, and the lessons that he teaches them in the short time that they had together. So um, the, the portrayal of him in that show of flawed yet amazing is a perfect representation of what parenthood is to me. Interesting choices, uh, both fantastic. I, um, I'm glad that Uncle Phil was brought up because if, in thinking ahead of this, if someone had chosen Uncle Phil, uh, I was probably going to pick whoever didn't because 
Carlton is such a twat <laughs> that uh, his actual son, who he raised for the majority of, of his life, is such a twat that it doesn't actually show me that Uncle Phil's all that great a dad. He's a really great uncle. He's a fantastic father figure. I'm not sure. But again, my three and a half year old um, might turn out to be a twat someday, too. I hope not. But um, I don't know to what degree we can prevent that in our kids. And so I thought Uncle Phil was a um, a safe choice, but then one that I could easily poke holes in. I think the right answer to this question is Goku. Um, for the nerds out there, you'll agree with me, but neither of these guys really will know that reference much. But um, I understand the premise. In this and that's case, a I will give take. <laughs> it's it's not. It's just fantastic take. Um, I will give the nod here actually to Flynn, and here's why. I like how you say um, actually. You have to qualify that I that you're giving me the win because I, I made because the he's well, because and world, and I chose the better dad. World. He's not picking Boy Meets World, <laughs> and you suck. And he's so not he picking the really, love of his life as the winner. Really <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm not picking uh, my favorite show and, and your favorite I'm, person. And I'm not that made the argument. I'm yeah. choosing Flynn for some reason, <laughs> and here's why. Um, briefly. Is that Never do um, while both of you did a really good job arguing, um, I do think that there are less examples of Jack Pearson being um, a flawed parent. He has flaws as a human, whereas um, Alan Matthews in most of the first season, because Boy Meets World was originally just called the Ben Savage Project, it was all about Ben Savage and what happens when you live next door to your teacher. Um, the main character is always Corey, and because of that, the show writes it often in a way that Alan completely ignores Eric's entire existence. Like he'll say, he'll come downstairs in so many episodes and say, good morning to Corey and Amy and forget that Eric is sitting there because he just, he wasn't a focal point of the, of the episode. So I don't know that how, and, and that's an amazing scene and an episode. And actually it's a series of episodes that you brought up um, of camp. And it's a great point. But I do think that Jack might have the nod over Alan in this case. So it's close. Women's World is amazing. It's a better show than This Is Us. But um, Jack Pearson is who I use often when I show people TV dad um, that we can all aspire to be. So I will go with Flynn uh, and and feel okay about it. Um, cheers. But that happened. Hope Camp, cheers. Flynn, you won. So you are up next with your mystery debate. Sure. So I was watching John Mulaney the other night and he has that joke about how there's this kid in his, his school that used to steal family photos because it's <laughs> the only thing that you can't replace. It's a hilarious joke. Um, I also then saw a tweet that was like, if you were to break into someone's house, what would you take that would be both inconsequential in stealing it, but also be a huge burden on that person's life if you took it. This is a highly stupid nerd debate. It is. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So you're both cat burglars. You, uh, you, 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 you break into a house. You just want to steal something stupid, small, insignificant. You're not going to get value of it, but you're going to inconvenience this person's life in a way that will make you laugh every single day. On Disney Plus, there's a new show called Super Kitties, and one of the villains is Cat Burglar, and that's what <laughs> happened in my head when you said Cat Burglar, and it's insane. I hope that your son never starts to watch it. My son has become obsessed with Super Kitties, and when it came out, there were only four episodes that we watched 16 times a day each. It's 
hard now. Um, Being a dad is hard, is what Kevin's trying to say. You know, Flynn said it earlier. No, Declan has gotten into, there's a Netflix series about how to train your dragon with all of the same voice actors. Mm -hmm. And it's like four seasons long and I didn't know it existed. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad he's getting into it now. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'll go ahead and go, I guess, uh, because this is stupid. Um, And like the first thing that came to mind when you're talking about these like fun pranks is like, take the left shoe. And then I thought, like, oh, I'll amend that and just take their shoelaces. Uh, and then I thought, no, that's basically the same thing. Um, let's get a little bit better. And this is all happening in, like, one minute because you gave us no time to prep. And this is highly, highly stupid. I'm taking all the zippers. I'm just going to break off all of the zippers. And I have now all of these things. And they can zip up nothing ever again. I have a sweatshirt that lost its zipper recently. And it's annoying because I want to keep <laughs> the sweatshirt. And... I can't put it on. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, yep, I'm just going to pop that thing It's right in my closet forever, I guess. And, like, when you think about, like, women have zip-up shoes, too. Those are gone, too. You can never zip up those shoes anymore. So, you know, coats, shoes, dresses, whatever. If it zips, it's mine. <laughs> it's going to take you a while. <laughs> well, you didn't say it was time limited, so. <laughs> do Ziploc bags count in this situation? Uh, I would make a... in your hypothetical situation. Do they count? You're asking questions. Yeah. You have questions about your hypothetical situation. You know what? If if they would right. like to take your Ziploc bags and utilize those and take those zippers and apply them to their coats and shoes, I will let them. I feel like the same level of inconvenience has occurred. So I will leave Ziploc Fair bags enough. out. Fair enough. I wanted to say garage door openers. Mm. Um, which is just more of an evil thing to do. But I don't think it's the spirit of what you're trying to accomplish. It's like saying we take all their toilet paper and then they're now not not inconvenienced. They ha- There's a problem <laughs> in their life that is uh, causing them harm and or difficulty. And I don't think that's your Are premise. you equating being um, unable to open your garage from your car with never wiping again? Do you say those are the same well, levels of inconvenience there? You can do one with a pine cone. I'll get I'll let you guess which one. You can just get out of your car and pop a thing open. Like that's how they used to do it. <laughs> so what I'm choosing is I would steal the I would steal the can opener. Um because it's very hard to open a can without your can opener, but no one would notice that their can opener is missing until the exact moment right before they need to open a can. Um, using a really sharp knife to open a can is possible, but having done it before, it's very easy to injure yourself in doing so. And you're going to end up with shards of metal at some point in your uh, whatever you're trying to eat, or you're going to think that there are, and it's going to ruin your ability to focus for the rest of the night. The only person who I've seen do it effectively is Goofy in a Goofy movie um, with his two front teeth in the car. Um, after heating what a clever up dog. alphabet soup with a... <laughs> what a clever goof. <laughs> um, after heating up soup with a cigarette lighter, which aren't in cars really anymore. Um, I think the can opener is the right one because... You can go next door and borrow your borrow whoever's can opener, but it's so annoying in that moment, and it's going to cause immense frustration. I mean, I can 
walk next door to Kroger, get a new can opener, and be inconvenienced by four minutes with that. Zippers, that's that's way more. I think it's harder to steal the zippers. Difficulty of the theft was not in, not part of this. <laughs> it's true. Difficulty of the theft was not included. Um, Hove Camps was more, um, I would say Kevin's was more a traditional answer. Uh, Hove Camps was more outside the box uh, for this this question that most people think about most of the time. So I'm going to give the uh, the win to, Ke- to Hove Camp, actually. Um, I was going to say, I was uh, like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> We're thinking outside the box uh, and and stealing all the zippers in, in your household. <laughs> that is a, a huge inconvenience because you're going to go put something on that you haven't seen in three months after replacing mm-hmm. a bunch of other zippers. And then you're going to realize, <laughs> I didn't have a zipper. I got this uh, one, too. So, you know, so hope camp. Oh, darn. <laughs> take take your shot, Kevin. Uh, is this a good time to uh, to open and try the. 150 proof MB Roland moonshine I purchased. Uh, no, I think it's an excellent time to do that. I think this is the okay. perfect time. Yep. Yep. All right, hang on. <laughs> As he takes his I would. This is now the time that headphones I would like to, off. while he's doing that, to introduce my nerd debate. But Kevin is hearing nothing because he has he can't hear anything. headphones. I'm pretty sure Caveman invented these headphones. I'm pretty sure he got them for free on a Delta airline. <laughs> In 1998. (laughs) (laughs) While he was smoking a cigarette on Delta Airlines. (laughs) In his leisure suit. Traveling for work since (laughs) since then. I was in high school in 2006, but okay. And you were 29 in Um, in 1998. We got it. Okay. so. So I went to MB Roland with family. And while I was there, I saw that they had... A hundred and fifty proof and uh, double pot distilled white corn and sugar recipe Kentucky moonshine. I don't remember. I think I did try it uh, while I was there, and I thought it was delicious. Where um, Where is MB Roland at again? Or who distills that? MB Roland is on. Um, I forget what they call it. It's either the Border Bourbon Trail or the something something. But MB Roland is right near the border of Kentucky near Clarksville, Tennessee, where my, where my okay, wife's okay. family lives. So, um, right by Fort Campbell, yep, Fort Campbell in Southern Kentucky. Um, I, I almost tonight had this, this, uh, corn fire, this fired corn whiskey, but I couldn't remember if I had it on the podcast before or not. Um, but anyway, bottoms up 150 Cheers. proof moonshine. All right. Well, I'm going to introduce my nerd debate, and hopefully, um, similar to Kevin's, you guys could figure out where this was going. Um, it is smooth, superhero but, um, trilogies, powerful. because I was listening to a previous podcast uh, that Flynn was not on, and then texting us while he was listening to it about Pretty was going on about the Dark Knight trilogy, and then I said, "Argue, you can make an argument. It was the greatest trilogy of all time," and he said, "Debatable," um, as if that's not what I was saying in the first place, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could make an argument he goes no you could make a debate about it um so uh it got me thinking like well okay i mean it's clearly the best superhero trilogy but like are there others and then i got to thinking like yeah there's actually a lot of superheroes that have only three movies um if you break apart the mcu there's a few some standalone ones um previous to the mcu so i'm going to exclude the dark knight 
trilogy from this. I think that's the pinnacle of what every three superhero movies would strive to be. Um, but there are several other options, and hopefully you didn't come prepared only to argue the obvious answer. Uh, but I'm curious which superhero trilogy that exists currently, even if there is another movie planned, if it only has three now, I'm counting it, um, which one comes closest to Christopher Nolan's masterpiece? I'll defer. <laughs> Kevin has claimed Iron Man. Toss and it, it's it's Iron Man. Um, I was trying to think because Thor it would be close, but it has four movies, and Dark World does. is bad. Um, four one, not great either. Um, Avengers could be considered a trilogy if you count Age of Ultron uh, as one. The original. Avengers is no, one, you, and then you, the yeah, the saga as one. Yeah, um, you know, part one, part can, two. I I but wouldn't I, disqualify. That you could be an argument, but but it is it is two. War and they're two and separate movies. Endgame or two movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. So I'm not going to do that. Um, it's Iron Man. Um, Iron Man one kickstarted the entire MCU. The MCU would not be where it is today without Iron Man one. Iron Man two wasn't great um but it was still a solid movie with a solid um couple of bad guys you know um ivan drago and uh elon musk so um the <laughs> the the iron man <laughs> iron man three Flynn, uh, Flynn, i'm gonna stop you that was a very quality joke and i feel like it should be pointed out well done. thank you thank you uh i agree <laughs> Thank you. Uh, So um, Iron Man three, I think is actually very good. It's a, it's, it's set around Christmas. So I, I think Iron Man three is good. Um, It's obviously a Christmas movie. Rhodey is a a star. You you said it's set around Christmas. So I think it's good (laughs) as if the Christmas setting is. Well, no, I was, I was rambling there. No, I was, I was trying to think of the kid's name. I don't know his name. Um, but the kid is a good, yeah. Potato guns, a good (laughs) addition to it. Um, aim is cool. Uh, people got really mad at the Mandarin, um, because it, it was a slap in the face, almost quite literally to the comic books. Um, Explain. I don't want to, uh, because I've never read the comic books. So, um, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It was okay, but I've never read the comic books. And so quite literally a slap. It was not a ruined movie because of the addition of this actor that was the Mandarin. So, um, I think that the Iron Man trilogy is fantastic. It, it, it goes across phases of the MCU. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. Um, almost every movie hits. It is Thank not you. as, as um, good as the Dark Knight trilogy, though. Yeah, nothing. No, is. That's why. So that's I why I didn't. Want, I didn't want to hear someone talking about that trilogy. So I just threw. Yep. It. I vehemently disagree that almost every movie hits. I did not care for Iron Man two and Iron Man three is a bottom five MCU movie. I liked The Eternals better. It no. is shit. Anybody that likes I, the, I, like, I, that I, likes I, the I, Eternals I, more than another movie in the MCU baffles me. Like I, I almost can't trust any opinion that they have about the that's MCU fine. anymore. It's The correct answer to this question is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Um, and here's what I have to say about okay. it. The first thing that Flynn said is that um, 
Iron Man one was um, it, it, nothing would have been the same without it. It set the tone for everything that came after it. And I just have to say, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the first one that came out, that movie walked so the rest of superhero films that would come after it could run. Everything that happened after it was better because it was incredible, and it was the first superhero movie of its kind that was that good. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie was genuinely almost perfect for the times. You go back and watch now, and there's stuff that you're like, okay, this is a little cartoony. It wouldn't hold up with modern day MCU, but it's pretty incredible. And then Spider-Man two was better, right? Spider-Man two is, is a sequel that rivals the original film in a way that only things like the Godfather part two, um, can, can stand up against. It's so, um, yes. And, and that's those two movies because of when they came out with the, the actors that they were able to make believable in these roles and the way in which they showcase what a superhero film should be is why though this trilogy is the winner. Now, Spider-Man 3 sucks in I every was, single way. I was waiting way. They for did this. They <laughs> Venom wrong. They did Toby wrong. They did uh, Eric um, from that 70s show. With a, a right, Topher Grace. Oh, my God. It's uh, just bad. The, the Gwen Stacy introduction was... Oh yes, yeah, start horrendous. to finish, it's yeah. bad, and I'm I, and you will not hear me argue otherwise. But you will not hear me argue otherwise um, in in talking about the Iron Man trilogy either. I think the third one is just hot garbage, quite literally, in the no. sense that they turn into these fire people. Flynn. The thing is, so the thing I, is, I would take all three of the mm-hmm. Iron Man movies over Spider Man three. I would do that as well. So, yeah, so I, would, I sure. think the the I inconsistency there. If, if we're ranking all six of them, um, Spider Man three is going to be at the very bottom, um, along with Iron Man two. But I think Iron Man three is right there with Spider Man two. You think Iron and Man three is right there with Spider Man two? Iron Man, in my opinion, it is. No, um, no. Spider Man two is right is there with trust. Iron Man. That's that's yes. what's right there. So that's why it. That's why it's the right answer to this question. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily. I mean, interesting that no one went with Captain America, um, who has three movies. To be honest, all... I forgot about Captain America. <laughs> I also forgot about Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. I don't know why my brain was just like. Um, it, I was. I was thinking of DC for some reason. I was like, I don't. I, I can't sure. think of a so trilogy. You chose Iron Man. And then I was like, I Oh, is Doctor Strange? <laughs> Well, when the next Doctor Strange Not comes yet. out, it's going to be the best trilogy because the first two were fantastic. So, you know, it, it just depends. Ah, it would not be. Um, I have not seen I have not seen <laughs> Quantumania yet, but that technically would have fit. Um, there are three Spider-Man yeah, I haven't either. in the MCU. Interesting that Kevin went with the original trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Um, and of course, X-Men. Because of, because of what the first two did for Sure, sure, I'm with you. X-Men out. was another uh, viable choice as well as Blade. I was just hoping no, no, hoping not. someone would no, hoping not. someone would pick Blade. I might have picked them for the balls of it. <laughs> so. Blade 1 is great. Blade Trinity is fine. Blade 2 should never have been made. I thought Blade 2 was the best. I'd have to go back and... I don't think I might, so. I could be mistaken the Blades. Um, okay, so... This is actually very tricky because I think if you Iron Spider-Man 3 is bad. I don't think any of the Iron Man movies are 
bad. However, two-thirds of the movies stack up better than two-thirds of the Iron Man movies. So you guys chose very closely here. Um, hmm. I'm going to try to get myself back into Kevin's, the eye of his affection here and give him the nod solely because it was it it's the it's the novelty of it 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 really is they took Tobin Maguire gave him an award for best kiss and made a made a quality <laughs> two movies about it and then um they gave us the example of what superhero movies should be and then the example of what they shouldn't be so we should I'll be real with you as soon as Kevin movie. said the Spider-Man trilogy I was like he's probably should win this because I did. I just didn't think of it. I don't, I don't know why my my brain just blanked. But he's. I gave you. Right. I tried to. I you, I literally. When, I didn't think about anything before we got. You on embraced here, so. so. You embraced way too much the idea. Of Jacob's all not I have here. To do is show up, and tonight. we need someone not prepared. <laughs> like we just need someone to be not stakes, prepared. And I had to do it. I also think this the stakes that are raised in Iron Man three would not be there without the the things that happened in the Avengers movies in the Battle of New York. And so yeah. they're not standalone movies. Well, you, we're you making, need that to happen. Um, I My thing with Iron Man 3 is I don't think, as a standalone movie, I don't think it quite stacks up to a lot of the other MCU ones. But what it does do is it brings us, like, this, they built up to the Avengers. Like, we forget how incredible it was to get all of those movie characters together in the Avengers and then, like, we're like, how are you going to bring us back down to a solo movie? And it's Iron Man 3. And you're like, oh, okay, so we're going to set the stage and there's more stakes and we get to keep going. And there's there's consequences to what happened and there's character sure. growth. And yeah, stuff. right. I think it was an, a, a good bring us back to the, like, Iron Man 1 was the original. We built up to the Avengers and now we're back to Iron Man. Let's get it going again. And I think yep. they did that in ways that they are still trying to do now. Yeah. Is that all the debates? It's all the debates because Jacob's not here. I think every everybody won one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheersies. Uh, okay. So, Flint, take your right. take your Cheers. shot. Hey, hey, it's social. Yeah, social. and uh, and a social. No, well, that was and Flint's punishment. So, Flint, now you will take your social. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. That takes us to Doctor Kevin P. Reynolds's story time. Dr. K's story time. I really don't like the minor chord there at the end. It, 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 it looms ominous. Here's what. Yeah, has been I on think my mind. that was the point. Yeah, well, I think with what you texted us two <laughs> minutes before that we got onto the podcast, I think an ominous ending. Talk is about non prepared. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a mission to civilize. I would have rather him not given me the prep. I think 15 minutes of prep was the same as an hour to two (laughs) days. And I just, I would have rather been surprised and yelled at him in real time. (laughs) May I go on? May I go on? I mean, I'll wait. I'd rather you not. (laughs) What's your story? Tell us your story from beginning to end. Spare no detail. We've got an hour. Great. It's not a very long story. It is an important one. Earlier this week, I was sitting around... And I was looking at some things online. I was shopping for shoes on Amazon. Later the day, I went to the convenience store attached to a gas station. I was looking for gum or and then an energy drink of some kind. Then I went to the grocery store for dinner. And I kept walking around looking at prices. And oftentimes, it was, things would be $1.99. 
And I was looking at my son, Sam, saying, in what universe is this important? Like, why are things not just exactly the amount, the round dollar value that they're supposed to be? Why is something that's $1.99 not just $2? Is the idea that they're trying to keep the penny in circulation because that helps the world in some way? I don't think so. So I'm just mad about it. So then I went on the internet and I looked up why are things one dollar and ninety nine cents instead basic of social science answer? It's Math. psychology shit. It's psych- it is psychology <laughs> bullshit. I know you'll agree that psychology is a is a just absolutely ridiculous concept. Hoof camp, but the study of psychology <laughs> psychologists have told us that if we put the the dollar one ninety nine, if we put that down on 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 the price tag, our brains see one and associate it with $1 instead of it being one cent less than $2. And here's my problem. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Everyone buys stuff on credit cards now anyway. No one looks at it and says, this is actually closer to $1 than $2. No, it's 99 different versions further towards $2 than it is $1. This is stupid. It's a stupid thing that we do as society, and there are many other stupid things we do as society, and they bother me. And so I wanted to know from you guys, is this something that – are there other things that like you walk around and you experience and you go, we've just accepted this thing. Like this is reality. We just accepted that time zones are a thing or daylight savings time is a thing that might have had a reason years ago, but really doesn't anymore. Why are we accepting this and just moving on in the world instead of looking at this going, we should just do better. We should open stores where everything costs a round number because taxes are going to change that value anyway. I, I want so everyone to know to that say. he was waving his arms like an inflatable arm man um, earlier uh, while he was saying that. So, he is angry about everything. I'm annoyed things, about many things, things that I am taking away from this one more prep time would have been great. Even better would have been more context. Um, that is a very different context than I took this prompt. That was and a ridiculous prep story. Time, I will go from there. Then you came up, then you threw out daylight savings time, which is the actual answer. That's the actual thing that doesn't make sense and isn't based in as much science. And we do it anyway and we accept it. And that you could that that is something that maybe should actually bother you. This is based on like market research of behavioral science and spending habits. Like Kevin's just basically ranting no, that behavioral okay. science and social science isn't a real thing. Um, so here's what's going to make I mean, you even more angry. This is an actual fact as well. Just including a salad on the menu gets people to order french fries more often. That's a truth fact. Fast food restaurants have salads just so people order french fries more often. That's the only reason salads exist on their on their on their menus. They can market it as more healthy or whatever. But just the appearance of a salad thinks, "Oh, this is a healthy place. I'm going to order whatever I want." That's a psychological no, it thing. Doesn't. It is. That is a that is a no psychological thing. No one has ever walked fact. into a McDonald's and said they have salads. This place is Yeah, fine. nobody it walks in there. It's not a conscious thing. Restaurant. It's advertising. It's not a conscious thing. It's bullshit, <laughs> Flynn. This isn't real and people are lying to you to and, You're a social science you, research exists. Student. No, I'm not. No, I am not. I'm going to read the prompt that 
Kevin gave us, and we hopped on here. And this was about 15 minutes before. And you let me know if this fits with what you thought. Like, what would you think when this happens? I've never given you a prompt. You have always actually given us a prompt. You told your McRib story. Yeah, you're just like, I like McRibs. Um, You actually gave us context, prompt, and let us be prepared every Dr. K story time. I even did it when I talked about rainbows. Anyway, the story time is basically along the lines of... It bothers me when experts, that's in quotes, um, so when quote-unquote experts have decided something to be true that obviously isn't true. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I obviously is, is your word there. Uh, and so I think we need yep. to call bullshit more often and fix the world. Maybe you that's can exactly come up with an said. example of why you feel the same about something. I did not think we were going with a dollar ninety nine bothers me. <laughs> it, it bothers me so, a lot. It bothers me a lot. Here, here's where, here's where I'm going to go with it. It's what popped into my mind. I said I'm sticking to it, and I don't care. I'm going to talk about bees, um, <laughs> specifically saving the bees. A worthy mm. goal. Something we should, we should we all should strive to do. We should do that. Not all bees. Honeybees are not native to North America. They, in fact, have a lot of issues with their hives, partially because they succumb to diseases of North America. And they do not pollinate, like they are not the pollinators that you would necessarily want to have for native ecosystems. So when everybody says save the bees, when people are out having their beehives, it is for one, economic benefit, which is fine. Two, a cool hobby. Or three, you want some honey. Those are all acceptable, but you are not actually saving the environment when you keep honeybees in North America. Creating a habitat for native bees, solitary bees, carpenter bees, bumblebees, all kinds of small little mason bees, sweat bees. That's what actually is the problem. Those are the bees that are declining. Honeybees can actually outcompete those bees and cause more problems on native ecosystems. So that is where the experts, um, and I wouldn't, the experts know this. It's more people don't care to know what people on the internet, people don't care. But even I actually was listening to um, a podcast that I actually listened to. That's one of the podcasts I got my news from. People are stealing high, like beehives in California and it's a problem and like you can make a lot of money literally shipping honey beehives to pollinate like almond fields and people are stealing these hives. Um, and they just essentially glossed over. Like they're like, this is how many hives can be destroyed by hurricanes. And it's like, yeah, but that's not actually the problem. Those are still non native bees. So that was where I went with it, which feels way different than a dollar 99. So I'm sorry. It is way it. different. I do have, I do have questions. Sure. So I like to, I had a carpenter bee problem at my last house. And I enjoyed taking a badminton racket and smiting the carpenter bees who would dive bomb me while I was trying to grill because they are actually creating a problem by eating my deck, which is costing me money. And they are an invasive species. I want them gone. They're not an invasive species. They're inconveniencing you, but they're not an invasive species. Go on. They're invading my space that I pay for. Go on. What is your what is your point or and or question? Are you telling me that 
I really shouldn't kill the carpenter bees, yeah, it's and I really thing. could be fine killing the honeybees. You would be more fine killing the honeybees than the carpenter bees. I think that there is a better there is a better ecological benefit to keeping carpenter bees to honeybees. Yes, I am telling you that um, because they have co-evolved with all of the native plants. Now, um, I will not join this movement what, anymore. What I will I used say, to do movement, save the bees. <laughs> What I will say, you should save the bees. It is what you should be doing. No, I, I, I will not. I will be part of save some of the bees. Um, I will continue to smite carpenter bees by the dozen. Carpenter bees uh, actually don't do as much damage to your deck as you think. They drill like very small holes and they're probably fine. And and I went through this because they're in my carport and I had I did the same thing. I was like, I'm going out with the tennis rackets. These things suck. I'm going to hunt them down and kill them and stuff. And uh, I've essentially stopped and said, if you move in, we'll just, as long as the woodpeckers aren't going there, you're structure will be fine and they won't sting you because they can't they can't sting you but they do dive at your face while you're trying to grill meats at your grill yes that's annoying okay they invade my personal space and my physical space what, you can invasive you species. can try to plug up their holes um i heard it i heard it too and um give them habitat elsewhere on your property if you would prefer <laughs> And hope for the best there, but I do not prefer. <laughs> but uh, carpenter bees are great, and I think you should have more. They're of them not. Around. No, that was a huge hurdle for me to get over. I will admit, I struggled immensely to say I'm gonna let them be now. Heard that one too. Heard that one too. That was better. That was a good one. <laughs> We should have ended the segment on that because I really don't have much. Um, <laughs> well, it's okay. Kevin gave you a lot to go on. I, right. Uh, <laughs> I was, it, what immediately, my brain works weird and we, we've covered this a lot. We are aware. Um, there's there's this one stoplight that I take Declan to school on every morning. And so so it's a stoplight where um, the and right in front of you is a two-lane road but you can't go straight into the two lane road. Like you have to turn left instead of going straight. So I usually just go straight, even though it's not allowed because it's logical. And so I've told Lauren, I was like, I'm going to get pulled over one day. And they're like, you're not allowed to go straight there. And I'm going to ask the cop why. And he's not going to have an answer or he or she's not going to have an answer. And I'm going to go to court and I'm going to argue that it's a stupid law that you can't go straight at this one specific light in Newport, Kentucky. And she's like, I'm not letting you go to jail for just going straight instead of turning. Um, well, I don't think you would go to jail, but the way I argue it in court might make me be in contempt of court. I don't know. Um, but, but that was what immediately came to mind is this one stoplight. I, I sit out every single day and it makes me so angry that the experts quote unquote say that I can't go straight through it, even though there's no logical reason where I can't go straight. I was um, hoping you were going to go with traffic circles and talk about how, if we got rid of most traffic lights, like over 50% of traffic, Oh yeah. Some traffic circles, traffic would be better. Traffic would be way better if we just had traffic circles and also taught people pro roundabouts. Tra- yeah, roundabouts. Taught people this how to use them. Is pro is, roundabouts. Yeah, pro yes, roundabouts. Yes. Well, if, if you if they became part of the everyday common culture, it wouldn't be a yes. problem with them. 
but yes. because people well, I agree with that. Like, oh, traffic people lights are idiots, though. Big deal. Um, I'm in. Big people deal. are idiots. Uh, the one but anyway, that I'm is glad actually, that this one traffic light is the is gonna be what you thought. That's the it. Makes was. me so mad. It every morning it makes me mad. Um, but the actual thing that came to mind was um, <laughs> so I'm a big fan of the NBA and um, one of the biggest wow. problems. It's a uh, in master's the NBA in right business now, administration. One of the biggest problems in the NBA right now is called load management. And so um, players rest to not get injured. However, injuries are now up because of whatever reason. Um, nobody really knows. It's too many games. There's, no, it's the same amount of games that the, the 80s had, the 90s had. But there's more injuries, even right. though they're, they're resting more. And so the conventional wisdom says rest players so they don't get hurt. But they're getting hurt more often. And so it's just uh, this baffling thing that it's like, are are should you play more? Is it is it because kids are now only playing one sport growing up and they're specialized and their muscles aren't uh, you know evolving into to other sports needs and stuff like that? Like if you play soccer, football, you know, uh, basketball, baseball, you have different muscles for for different sports and stuff like that. Kids nowadays are just playing one sport, and so you're focus hyper focusing on one one muscle group. I don't know. Um, that's something I've been thinking about. He just said kids nowadays. Kids nowadays. Yes. Yes. He just said kids nowadays. Yes. Uh, I don't think Declan's ever On going purpose. to be a professional. Not athlete, as a joke. But we'll see. Um, he definitely can't catch a ball at all. So. Tiger Didn't, Woods was like Stan Van Gundy. Stage, but yeah, here it is. Yeah. Uh, Stan Van Gundy was arguing this on a podcast I was listening to. And I was they, like, this makes a hundred percent sense. Uh, it was hilarious because he. Kevin Durant was like, that's in common tongue said, I agree with you. That's awesome. Way to go, essentially. And Stan Van Gundy being a generational problem with Kevin Durant thought he was uh, (laughs) talking trash to him and was like, no, 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 you don't understand, KD. And Kevin's like, no, no, you don't understand. Anyway, yeah, uh, Stan Van Gundy tweeted this thing and then and then KD like tweeted back Sam Sam Stan spitting over here. And uh, (laughs) then Stan Van Gundy was like, hold on, I got to defend my players. No, no, no. (laughs) I do not want us to start calling that the common tongue. That's what the youths of America, like Kevin Durant's 35 year old ass these days say. (laughs) I think Kevin Durant's older than all of us right now. His hairline suggests he is as well. I, that's I true. That's true. Uh, was it, they practiced more often so. and harder and played more back-to-backs. Team now have a huge medical and performance staffs and value rest over practice, yet injuries and games missed are way up. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I just think that the NBA plays too many games. They play all these games so that they can sell these tickets so that people go. But if they played once a week, it'd be much better. It's very care. similar to baseball. They, that, play, they play too much. That the the career long stats would be affected so much that you have to continue to play these amount of games. So that I understand why they are going to continue to do it to flatten out all the things you're talking about. I'm just saying, people who don't like the NBA don't like it because it's harder to keep up with because they play too much. Um, I think I mean, baseball is less. I think everyday impact on the body in, in a similar way. So you can play that game longer because it's more of an endurance kind of thing. I, I don't have an issue with it with baseball. I have a huge issue. with, what, it with what's, what's great about baseball it for that reason, at the risk of turning this into a sports discussion, 
baseball, you build your team for the regular season because so few teams would make the playoffs. And so you have to survive this gauntlet. And then once you survived it, you were like, all right, we have proven we're one of the best teams. Only three teams made the playoffs. Um, we're one of them and we win it all. And it's great. Um, the NBA, you can more or less pick who's going to make the playoffs each year. The pe- the teams that are on the fringe, you know, aren't going to win at all. So it's like, why do you yeah, play this many games? Right. Why do you play this many games? Yeah, you can't moneyball the NBA. Anyway, um, so that was the Dr. K story time. Well, There's stuff that bothers me. Most of it is uh, I'm, social I'm science bothers social Kevin. Science. That was a 20 I'm minute conversation. A lot of social science. That. I don't. I don't think that any of the things that I brought up are actually. <laughs> and he will refuse to say all of the beasts. Only some. And I will refuse to save all of them. Only some of them. I am fine saving all non-carpenter bees Mm. and honeybees that sting me or those I love. I will kill those bees, and I'll be fine with it. You you shouldn't kill any bees. I think that should be the key takeaway. Kill no bees, but honeybees are I'm choosing to kill bees. I'm telling you, I hear you, and I'm going to keep killing carpenter bees because they are invasive species. You are not using invasive species right we're gonna play a game now let's play a game there's jacob (laughs) (laughs) he was on the podcast after all not real he's just a drop guy (laughs) so you guys you guys have liked it when i do trivia with you guys in the past right you guys have loved (laughs) trivia yes um, so here's what I yes. thought I would do, and I've been kind of brainstorming this, and then I was like, we're not doing trivia on the podcast we? and see how it goes. It is sort of trivia. Ugh. It is what I'm calling Ugh. fast money trivia. Ugh. You know the answers to these questions, and if you don't, you like really, really, really should. Um, so, this is a terrible thing for but, Fred and I, because there's a lot of stuff we really should we know. We don't but, know things. <laughs> You only have 20 seconds. Like, we are straight up doing fast money of Family Feud. Uh, and all you have to do is name a correct answer to the question, and you get a point. Oh, God. And you just have 20 seconds. We're going to go. I have three rounds for each of you. Oh, all God. of the questions, all again. The so no, there's no buzzing in. No buzzing in. It's just like, I'll be like, Flynn, this is your round. We will start a timer for 20 seconds. Uh, I will, for the mm. sake of this and delays, I will... I hear your concern, and I will do 23 seconds. Um, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, but it's questions that would be like, name a Spider-Man villain. You know, it, and you just have to name a correct answer to questions like that. Oh, God, okay. I'm going to blank on the stupidest questions. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, God. And so what I thought we would do <laughs> is uh, have a moment for the peanut gallery to chime in in between <laughs> sessions, in between rounds. God. So great, um, great, great, great. Mm-hmm. You know, we can okay. keep track of scores, whatever. Uh, do you guys care to wager anything? I mean, there's, it's easy to bet things on this. I have three rounds of it. We can cut it at two if time insists, but these should move quick. I'll do another 150 proof shot if I lose this. All right. I'll take a shot and of Flynn menthol. And will do a 150 proof shot. No, no. You'll do a 150 proof shot tomorrow if you lose At this. work? <laughs> You're just going to bring it to work? At work. No, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Oh, I'll yeah. You're 150 here. proof shot at some point. And we'll record it and put it on Instagram. Uh, Come on. This is an easy yes. Flynn, that's the obvious yes. Fine. Fine. I don't want to do that. But fine. 
It's actually quite delicious. It's just that steam comes out of your nostrils like a dragon afterward because it's uh, it's very high proof. Fine. It's it's almost like it's seventy five percent alcohol. <laughs> That's how if, math give works. Or take. <laughs> According to experts. That's how much alcohol. So, is in it. all right. In case, Andrew, in case you're curious about this. how much I have prepped this, I did read through every single one of these questions and time it, and it, and gave you all time for like a quick response, and none of them even really came too close to 20 seconds. So 23 should be doable. Um, just start. I just don't want. To, I so, just, is it like name as many as you can? No, no. Just you seconds? have to just name a correct answer to it. In and then we move seconds. on to the next question. It's like the, no, no, no. Like the so lightning five round questions. and family feud. It's family feud. Oh, it's fast money. okay. There are okay, five okay, questions. Okay, you need okay, to get okay. through all five of them. All right. All right. Oof. Okay. Times, Who's going first? Times. Flynn's going first. I just, this is just how I typed okay. it out. Um, there are five, what did I say? Time starts after I finish reading the first question. So if God, I have a long I'm going to be bad at this. Um, I'm going to be real bad at this. I'm going to take a <laughs> shot so hard. I'm uh, excited God. for you guys. I think this could be fun. <laughs> Um, this was my hope. It could blow up in my face, and I don't know if you guys are just like, this was super easy. I'll take a shot, I guess. Um, all right, Flynn, are you ready? No. <laughs> Flynn, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you prepared to answer it? Uh, fine, go. <laughs> name the first and last name of any of the six main characters on Friends. Uh, Ross Keller. Name a phase two MCU villain. What's in phase two? Um, uh, the Dark Elves. <laughs> Name a movie starring Luke Wilson. That's time. Um, <laughs> Wedding Crashers. <laughs> That's Owen Wilson. <laughs> Who is Luke Wilson? <laughs> Literally his brother. <laughs> I told you y'all I was going to be pass. bad at this. I can't you think could, on the you... spot. <laughs> um... Kevin, do you want to give him Ross Keller? Ross Geller is his name, isn't it? <laughs> no. It is Geller. Um, uh. Oh, God. That was bad. Yeah, I'm bad at thinking. thinking I can't think on the spot. <laughs> I, 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 I blank, and it's a, it's a flaw. I'm not giving him Ross Keller. <laughs> okay. okay, it's same. It's the same thing. I, you just heard uh, it's not. You heard it's me wrong. I said it right. You heard. In that me. case, you did. Uh, Flynn has. This is being recorded. Flynn has one point. <laughs> I. We all heard. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, Flynn has one point for the Dark Elves. <laughs> I mean, that is tough. Yeah, you're right. I Malekith. <laughs> Malekith would have been the actual answer. I can't give you any points. You're right, Kevin. That's yeah, you point. have to give me the Dark Elves. That's a... Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> if it comes to it, you can have a half a point. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so I hope you get the idea ready. that you should know the answer to these questions, Flynn. <laughs> I'm, like, I want everyone to know, listening to this, this is, this is breaking the third... I am not embellishing this is just <laughs> this is just me like this is just me being me like I, th I that was not me being like I'm gonna play the stupid guy no I'm just the stupid guy like that's the game I can't I think on my know. feet Ugh. Flynn's like I know I want MCU. everyone to know this is exactly what Flynn is like at work <laughs> and socially 
and as a husband, parent, friend, yeah. and fraternity brother. Yep. He's just slower than most people <laughs> at most yep. things. And so when I say things like, you look fancy today, and he takes them as a compliment, it's because that's the closest we get to compliment. Hey, he was witty a minute ago, basically. earlier in the podcast. He was. I had that was funny. Joke. All right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, you ready, Kevin? Yep. Okay. Name a song by Pearl Jam. Pass. Name an official <laughs> AKC breed of dog. Pass. Name a country that borders the Mediterranean Sea. These are so Second. hard. <laughs> Name a movie starring Ryan Gosling. The Notebook. Name a great a type of great ape. Grape. <laughs> uh, okay. Silverback. Um, God. Damn it. Silverback gorilla was what I. A could gorilla would have been great. Um, oh shit! Gorilla would have worked. Okay, well I was thinking, what's the name of the gorilla? <laughs> gorilla, orangutan, you know anything like that, that would have been fine. Those were harder than my questions, and uh, Kevin got two of them. Yeah, I know, I know. He did pass on naming a Jeff Pearl Hiker, Jam Jeff song. Hiker's gonna. Jeff Hiker's gonna really make fun of me. For not knowing a Pearl Jam song, but I immediately I you, thought Dark Side of the Moon, and I definitely know that's not Pearl Jam, like <laughs> nor a song. So like I don't know why that popped into my head. Like any breed of dog. <laughs> what what kind of yeah? You, kind you of threw me off with the the AKC oh, yeah. or whatever. AKC breed of dog. I just didn't want you to be like uh, my mutt. What you know? is an AKC? It's just like the official breed of dog people. American Kennel well, I don't know Society. What that is. If you had said, if you'd said name a breed of dog, I would have gotten it in two seconds. Interesting. You said, that you, no. I don't know what AKC is. I didn't know if it was like, what's an official breed that is judged at the dog Yeah, basically. Thing. I don't know what that is. But like Golden Retriever would have been fine. Beagle. You have I know what the breeds of dogs are. <laughs> Corgi. Do you have all Corgi. of them listed in front Excellent. of you? No, I would, if he would have said something that I didn't believe, I would have looked it up. Okay. So two to zero. But hilarious. Two hilarious. To half. Uh, two I said, half. name no. a country that borders the Mediterranean Sea. Flynn goes, these are hard. And Kevin <laughs> gets it right. With like the most obscure country that borders the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> My dad's been to Cyprus <laughs> when I was little. I did I also didn't know you could pass. So like oh, that's a game changer. <laughs> you should see the family feud one time. <laughs> I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm literally just copying the family feud <laughs> without interviewing a hundred people. So I'm being lazy about it. <laughs> he's just using he's the just internet. using real science. life as his examples. And he's like, these two are gonna have a trouble here. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, right. up Lynn, you ready? Okay. No, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Other than Egypt, name a country in Africa. Nigeria. Name an actor that played James Bond. Pass. Name a Shakespearean comedy. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Name a type of flightless bird. Uh, penguin, and, and you know. What's I twelve times four? Forty-eight. <laughs> we got through. We got through. <laughs> Uh, uh, 
so Daniel Craig. Answers. Daniel Craig. I know, but I just I I didn't want to sit there and think about it for five seconds, and so I just passed. <laughs> I know uh, Daniel yeah, Craig. I know Sean back. Connery. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> Nigeria is a country in Africa. A penguin is a flightless bird. And debatable. Twelve times four is forty-eight. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is not a Shakespearean comedy, though. Not a comedy. <laughs> Macbeth is Macbeth a comedy? When did you no, when did okay. you think that ended well? <laughs> I, <pfft>. ah, <laughs> is what he says. I love it. It's great. It's a great way to go about it. Oh, that's good stuff. I would have gotten all of those scripts. <laughs> well, show your right, stuff here, Kevin. That, there, I was deliberate in not giving you the Shakespeare one. That was specifically for Flynn to figure out. That feels like it should be against the rules, but let's go. Uh, well, he also should know it, so. Here we are. All right. In the show, who kills Peter Baelish? Pass. Name a FEMA-recognized natural disaster. Hurricane Katrina. How many hydrogen atoms are in a molecule of water? Two. Name the capital of any nation in Asia. Bangkok. Whose nickname is Satchmo? Pass. Arya. Arya Stark. <laughs> I know. Um, if he'd said Littlefinger, I would have gotten it, but it took me a minute. <laughs> it's been a while since I did a rewatch. So, uh, Hurricane Katrina is a, 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 it's Hurricane, was really all you needed to say. I don't, so, go, don't give it to him. Um, it's only no, a half. He, gets it. he said, he said the word Hurricane. No, so I ended no, the it was too specific. Um, there are two, in fact, two hydrogen atoms in a molecule of water. Props to Kevin for knowing science. Bangkok is the capital social of a nation science. in Asia. Uh, he does not know social science. Uh, you don't know who Satchmo is? He knows social science. I still believe. I, know. I don't know who that is. Louis, Louis Armstrong? I thought that was... I don't listen to jazz. Like the... and I do that. All right. Okay, mm -hmm. well. Maybe there's a tough one in some of these. So Kevin got... So it's still five to three? Uh, yeah, you got three points on that one. It is, in fact, five to three uh, after Flynn's disaster uh, at the top. <laughs> Let's go. So Flynn, Let's go. Flynn, get at least two of these right so that Kevin has to do his final round. I'll try. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to hang on just a second. really annoyed about Peter Baelish versus Littlefinger. I would have got in two seconds. Littlefinger's not his name, long, man. So I said pass. I know, but that's why you pass, because if you hesitate, you pass. All right. Are you ready, Flynn? Sure. Okay. Name two rivers outside of North America. The Rhine and the Amazon. <laughs> How many sides are on a hexagon? Eight. Six, Name an airport six. outside Ow, of Kentucky. My son would have gone. <laughs> outside of Kentucky. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what the hell? Uh, JFK. Who directed <laughs> the first six Star Wars movies? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why I blanked on airports. Uh, it says eight. Like it's an octagon. Okay. That's really good. Um, I corrected myself. <laughs> 
Gifts are way too... My son knows that there are six sides on a hexagon. He's three and a half. <laughs> my my initial thought in this, and I didn't make it clear, was that you say one answer and I move on, and that's that. Yeah. Kevin, are you going to give him? Sure. Gonna I don't him? get that. So, no, so hexagon I don't get gets that. nothing. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, well, Flynn, you did successfully that. make Kevin have to get one right. Okay. What did he get right? He named two rivers outside of North America. He said the right in the Amazon. And he did get to JFK eventually on an airport outside of Kentucky. I think that uh, CVG not being, oh, I guess it wouldn't have counted because he said outside of, outside, outside of Kentucky. That's why it, it actually like, it it, it, it caused my brain to you. be like, but CVG um, is in Kentucky. Like, I don't know why my brain was like, well, you have to correct him that CVG, but whatever. Asking Flynn a question on purpose that he got wrong on an, on a very famous episode of this podcast is a it. bit of a cheat. I almost didn't get it. He, first off, he, it took him too much time to get it right this time, <laughs> and it's called a hilarious callback. <laughs> ah, I'm just saying. So what what is the score going into this final uh, round? Five to five. Five and a half to five. Oh, okay. All right. You have to get Let's one right. Yeah. yeah, we'll give Flynn five and a half for his whatever nonsense he did earlier. Yep. Uh, for, Ross <laughs> yep. for Ross Keller. For Ross Keller. Name any of the Pevensey children from the Chronicles of Narnia. Pass. Name a type of bird of prey. Eagle. Name one of the three primary colors. Red. What's the square root of 36? Six. Name an MCU character first introduced in Phase 4. Pass. Name one of you. <laughs> Kang. <laughs> Kang, She-Hulk, Shang-Chi. All of the Eternals. In. Yeah. <laughs> I would have insisted he name an Eternal. Um, <laughs> however, Kevin, an eagle, is a bird of prey. I feel like you need Red to be more specific on that. Is a primary. So I wanted color. to be more specific, but I remember the silverback gorilla <laughs> confusion of Eagles a round ago and just said eagle. Um, red is a primary color, and the square root of 36 is, in fact, six. That's three points. Kevin, take you a bow. giving us more math questions. I can do math. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I just don't you all do my anything else. <laughs> in my mind, you guys were going to get livid at the math questions. I didn't want to do too many of them. <laughs> That was the easiest part for me. I was just immediately like six. That, like, like that's just how my brain works. I can do math. It's just like Both of you. random so, stuff. No. When I gave you 12 times four, Flynn, you were like 48. And I Kevin did the same thing on the square root of 36. So there was enough of a pause to where you were like. Yeah, there's like a one second pause while you do the math. Just like Vin exactly. Diesel. And you move forward. Well, that's eight to five. And I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. You're really going to enjoy this moonshine. It's fantastic. <laughs> looking forward to it. It's a hundred. Looking forward to it. Proof. I'm looking forward to it. Flynn, your fiasco. I thought Granddaddy Mims. I thought Granddaddy Mims at 140 proof was going to be a lot, and you tasted that, and it was a lot. Yeah. But this is this is a uh, 20. This is 10 percent more than that. Um, I, did, I didn't ask for that. I, I, I asked for none of this. Did anyone ask for this? We gave it to you anyway. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. we're Flynn's trying to segue into the end of the podcast, but um, I don't. I, I didn't ask for any of that. That was so stupid. Now I'm, now I'm, now I'm mad. Um, <laughs> you didn't ask for any of it. We gave it to you anyway. So have a drink on us. Kevin's buying. 
And we will see you next week, probably like four weeks from now. Arya Stark killed Littlefinger. Daniel Craig played. What's his face? 007. Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery. I I know things. (laughs) Also, Flint, Taming of the Shrew, Midsummer Night's Dream.